Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode six of the KDH podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Before I get started, if you are listening to the podcast, make sure that you're screenshotting it and tagging me in your stories. It's always good to see when people are uh, listening in and tuning into it. So today I've got Chris Blad- uh, Bradley on, the Glasgow PT. We're going to be talking about fitness, nutrition, mindset throughout lockdown and post-lockdown. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Episode six. It's getting serious. I know. Uh, I know that they have, I think they say about podcasts, it's episode seven. You hit a bit. And if you get past that, you're going to keep going. So one more, mate, and then I think you're going to beat the statistics. Brilliant, mate. I'm glad. Glad to hear that, mate. (laughs) So um, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about about Chris's story, what got him into coaching, where he started, what he's doing now. Then we're going to dive a wee bit into uh, fitness around the lockdown. So, mate, Start off, what's your story? Where did you start and what uh, are you doing now? So I'll give a, I'll give a medium version of this, mate, um, just so that people don't get bored. But uh, I started after doing this five and a half years ago. Um, before that, I worked, in, I worked in Sainsbury's when I was 16 for about five years. And then went to Ayanapa for a few, a few summers just to find myself, you know. <laughs> uh, and then came back and was like, right, I want to be a personal trainer. That was always my mind, mate. I was always active. I always played football in school. Um, I started training when I was 18. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I used to go to certain gyms and I would see PTs, like literally just training clients. And then they would nip away with their food and stuff. And I thought, that looks ideal. Um, and then when I came back and I was like, right, I need money for personal training because let's face it, INAPA wasn't exactly saving up money. Um, and then I got a job in Ladbrokes because I was obviously, I was a manager on Sainsbury's and stuff. So I was like, I, I knew my customer service skills were good. I knew I could get a decent job. Um, Ladbrokes were all for manager positions, basically running your own show. Mate, it was a cushion number. Um, don't get me wrong, throughout time you realize that you're surrounded by people who have got gambling addictions, who just want to, who feel that they feel that you're robbing them, even though you just work there. Um, I, I, I worked in some rough Ladbrokes, mate. So it was definitely, um, it was definitely a learning curve, let's just say that. And then part-time, mate, I just I still did about 20, 28 hours in Ladbrokes, and I went, right, PT course time. Did my PT course at the week, uh, during the week and then worked in Ladbrokes at night and the weekend and then eventually passed it, mate. Got a job in Pure Gym. Uh, they, I was basically doing 15-hour shift work there um, and then try to pick up clients, but I was still in Ladbrokes as well, just to keep the money there, because obviously self-employed, I was like, right, I need to still have income. Did that for far too long, mate. I stretched myself very, very thin, like to the point where I was like, I was on the gym floor trying to get clients, but I was just no offering much, mate. I was, I had the uniform on, I was there, but I wasn't doing the right things, mate. My business wasn't, I didn't have a right structure to it. Yeah. So um, eventually left Ladbrokes, was like, right, it's time to put everything into this. I knew I needed maybe 15 clients to make it work. Did that. Got a decent decent income, mate. Like I was, you know, earning a kind of average PT salary, but you'll probably know yourself, mate, that, you know, you get cash in hand and stuff and you think you're a baller when actually your business has not got much, uh, much framework behind it. Right. So because of that, mate, you end up overworking, undercharging and uh, eventually I, I mean I didn't fall in love with PT but I fell out of love with the the idea of being self-employed mate I just and it was just because I never kicked myself in the ass mate I was looking about spending a lot of time with members of staff in the gym to be pals with I was a bit like school mate instead of studying your your way your pals uh, and I think for a lot of people listening if they're, if they're aspiring personal trainers and stuff and you'll agree with this mate that the first year of PT and stuff, you think it's just a hobby. And I think even family and friends don't, they don't really see you as being a serious 
in a serious job. I think they yeah. look at it and go, oh, he's a PT, it'll pass. You know, when he gets to 30, he'll, he'll do something more stable. When actually, you know, we've seen time and time again that you can have a solid, you know, impactful life by being a personal trainer. And as long as yeah. you're progressing and, self, you know, up in your self-development and stuff. So I came to a kind of standstill, mate, and I was like, right, you know, pure gyms were offering management positions. For me, I was always a manager and managing teams. So I thought, you know, safety net, you know, the, the company's grown massively. But it was really just, a, a you know, a, a bottle. I was bottling it, basically, mate. I was like, oh, well, you know, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered sorting my time management. I can't be bothered investing in myself. Um, you know, I still love PT, but I just like the safety net that management and being employed offered you. So I actually applied for the job, mate. And unbelievably, to my disarray, I never got it. Uh, and that, that gave me a kick up the ass, mate. That was, that was one of the biggest moments in my career, to be honest. Uh, because I've, if I'd got that job, I don't know where I would be now, mate. I certainly wouldn't have as much freedom. I certainly wouldn't be making as much impact in the industry. So I'm very, very relieved at that. So anybody listening, if you've been denied something, then it's probably for a reason. And I'm not trying to sound like a philosopher here. It's just true. Um, so then uh, I was like, right, it's time to actually make this work here. So what do I need to do? I need to get help. So again, mate, you know, I talk to a lot of personal trainers and for some reason we struggle to invest in our business. It's just all take, take, take. We literally just get three grand to five grand to six grand a month and upwards, whatever it is. And we, we never invest it back. It's like when you talk about cafes and small companies, they're constantly pay, putting money back in. They're buying new coffee machines. They're paying staff. Whereas as trainers, we just buy night trainers and fucking, and just be ballers. You know what I mean? So I realized it was time to invest. I invested heavily on courses, seminars, things like that. Went down to London um, and got a mentor, basically. And, and that's where it really took off. And the last year has been, been really good, mate. It's been really exciting. So here I am now. Um, I went, I was about to go fully online. Uh, obviously, the online market right now looks really attractive because it's the only way you can hire a coach. You can't go one-to-one. So yeah. I think for a lot of people listening, if you're like, fuck this, I'm quitting my job and going online only. Uh, the market's a bit of a lie just now, so don't get too caught up in that. So I, I, I just looked at it from where I'm right now, mate. It's right. I don't want to go back to Pure Gym. I've fulfilled that need. It was five and a half years I was there. Uh, I, want to, I want to shape something else on myself. And it was either go fully online, market, you know, get better at marketing uh, and, you know, be able to do the job anywhere. Uh, or open my own gym um, and with my girlfriend, she was just coming to, she was, she was doing her job while all this was all happening. And it just so happened that I hit a bottleneck in terms of what I could do manpower wise. And I just said to her, look, why don't you just leave and come and do this? She's passionate about fitness. So she started a PT, career, uh, PT course six weeks ago. And it's all just fitted in nicely, mate. So I'm very, very fortunate that this lockdown has taught me a lot of things. Oh, mate, I've, I've took so much from it, man. Like, it's, it's mm. taught me to change up the way I do things. I'm not going back to the way, like, very similar to what you were saying there. Like, I think as a PT, you get stuck in the business rather than working on the business. And, yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on. And one of the other things that I took away from what you said there, and I totally get it, was that investing in yourself, like, at the beginning, you do just think you're a baller. You get some cash in hand. You get, you're like, yes, man, I'm making loads of money. But in the grand scheme of things, you start working it down and you're in the gym for hours. Your hourly rate's no good. You've got rent. You've got overheads. You've got tax because your first couple of years. And then you start going, and it, one of the other things that you said, investing into your business. I remember like, I used to think investing in my business was paying literally for some vests from a boot camp. And then you realize it's, <laughs> it's paying for coaching. It's paying for seminars, for courses. Like 
paying for advertising, paying out your ass for advertising. I mean, and like yep. people don't like people don't realize this, and you're like, it is a lot of money. But uh, I remember there was a guy I spoke to a while ago, and he was a personal trainer, and he was talking to me about an app that I used to edit videos, and he was like, "That's uh, how much is that app?" And I was like, six pound a month. It's now eight pound. It's went up in the, in the two years, right? Oh. And he went like that to me. Uh, well, that's quite a lot. And I was like, see, if you aren't willing to spend six pound a month in your business, you shouldn't be self-employed. Hundred like, percent. That's the pound. thing, Christian. See, like honestly, mate, like we we're in this industry where we sell people, and you see these posts. I don't really like these posts, but I did want to, to trigger PTs. PTs are constantly saying you shouldn't buy this, you shouldn't buy that with your money. You should be spending it on your health. No, it's got a valid point. But I then did a post to counteract that and say to PTs, right, see your two cans of Monster a day you're buying, that's two quid each. See your night trainers that you buy every single month. When was the last time you actually paid for a seminar or a coach or a mentor? So it's hypocritical, mate. Like, we're, we're in the industry where we're trying to tell people to invest in their health and fitness, and yet the PTs aren't even investing in their own business. And, you know, even, even at times their own mindset in, in health as well. Yeah, like, we, we talk about the value of having a coach and accountability. And yet most PTs don't even have one. I know. So I'll get out, mate, just to be honest with you, I pay a videographer every month. I pay a video, I pay a, when I need some stuff for the gym done, marketing, like proper editing, I pay a guy for that. Um, what else? I pay a mentor as well. So mate, I pay a thousand pound a month between all that and everything that gets done uh, back into my business. Yeah. And that might scare people, but it makes me, it allows me to stop doing videos. I mean, I've wasted hours on these video apps right hours uh, and it's just it, it, like literally i'll be sitting for half an hour before my 6am client trying to get it done so i can post on instagram at seven o'clock and then i went nah that's enough man get that to a video guy i am paying hey. money but it allows me to just how do you think i'm able to put out so much content mate half it isn't me it's just i've just set up frameworks yeah and i just pass it on definitely i think automation is key to having your own business isn't it like yeah, mate. Having as much things uh, rolling smoothly as you can. So what's your priority, mate? Like, I've only been following you for about a month. What's your priority as a coach now? What What is it you you do? Like, you do a lot of PT mentoring. So I actually do a bit of that, mate. I um, actually ran a PT business seminar uh, in January, uh, maybe the 1st of February, actually, late yeah. January, uh, because I, loved, I love helping PTs, mate. I love the business side of it. I went through a big journey with it. Um, I nearly failed. I nearly stopped. And then I had a bit of a, a bit of a moment. And then, yeah, mate, I, I've invested heavily in my business, so I feel that I can give PT something back. Uh, I have put the, I've put the brakes on it a wee bit, mate. I only do three mentor clients so now, max capacity. So I'll do them for three months each. If they want to stay, they can stay. If they leave, I'll replace them with another PT. Uh, just because I love talking about business, mate, and PT business. Um, I also don't want to see people falling out of the industry because it's a big, big thing, do you know what I mean? Um, so I put that to the side almost a bit, mate, because what I started realizing, being perfectly honest, was my social media messaging was getting a bit mixed. So one minute I'm talking about PT business, the next minute I'm talking about fat loss and transformations. So yeah. it was all just getting a bit mixed. And the yeah. first bit of advice I would give to any PT is make sure you know who you're talking to. So when I was going to write caption, I was like, right, who am I talking to today? And you can't have that, mate. You've got to have a clear, direct message. So I get a lot of PTs reaching out, mate. Um, some don't even follow me and they'll go, hi, mate, can you tell me how you did this or that? And I'm like, you don't even follow me, mate. Get to, you're, getting <laughs> kept in, you're getting kept in the request box, mate. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, mate, I'm very, very passionate about helping PTs. That's why I put the business seminar on. I, I loved it, mate. I, like, I, put, I put it on. It was 50 quid or whatever. It was hardly even – it wasn't even about that, mate. It was more about – 
being able to express and help PTs, and I still love doing it, but uh, sometimes it uh, it drains my energy when I should be focused my energy on my, my clients and, and the fat loss side of it. So transformations are my mm-hmm. thing, mate. I think that, see that, that's a really good point to touch on for anyone listening as well. With anyone in their fitness journeys, focus on like not just one thing, but this is a lot of people, like it's not some, there's either like two ways, well, there's either three ways. There's people who don't do enough, they're putting in minimal effort and they're expecting massive returns. There's people who are flying straight, they've got goals, they've got a plan. And there's people who want the world and they've not got a plan and they're trying to do too much at once. And I think that kind of ties in with what you were saying there. Like you need to be clear and concise on what you actually yep. want and the message you're trying to get across. And that goes, that goes with, I've had people where they come in and like, I want to build muscle, I want to drop fat, I want to get fit, I want to be able to do tough mother, or what I do that. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, are you exercising right now? And I'm like, no, let's look at getting you into the gym and let's look at getting you moving properly. And then we'll get a bit of direction from there. So I think that's a really good point to kind of transfer to, anyone listening as well on their fitness journey but so moving on to the next question mate what three pieces of advice would you give to your old self if you could when you first started training with uh training nutrition and mindset what would what would you tell your old self training mate i would i would definitely uh don't marry into one belief and one one way of doing things like you'll see a lot of PTs be quick to judge things. And I was that PT several years ago where, you know, when CrossFit started coming into play, everybody slated it when, mate, we didn't know much about it. Like, I think if you if you sit down 100 people uh, who to do general fat loss and use the commercial gyms for general things, then you sit down 100 people who are a member of a CrossFit group. Yeah. Those people will tell you how excited they are to get to CrossFit and how excited they are about the community. It's a fact. Now, um, obviously, I, I've always, I've often argued the methods about CrossFit when people talk about how benefit, you know, it's like anything, mate. When you marry into something, you, you you say it's brilliant and you sell it. It's like, you know, and I, I always argued CrossFit for fat loss in a sense of uh, how it wasn't as impactful as people think, purely because of, of the the difficulty level, mate. I feel like there's very difficult exercises that require a lot of good form, a lot of technique, a lot of teaching yeah. points. So the general person who's brand new to the gym, CrossFit for fat loss isn't going to be that ideal, you know. So that's that's always the argued the case that I argued against CrossFit. But in terms of its community that it offers, uh, the ability the ability to advance to like superhero levels, versus just being on resistance machines and on a treadmill, is, is night and day. So for me, I was one of those one of the CrossFit. That's not bodybuilding. Fuck that. So. Never marry any one belief because you'll find yourself tripping yourself up in six months' time when you actually open your mind and broaden your horizons. And when, you're bro- when your horizons are broadened as well, you have various different training methods. You know, you don't have to stick to CrossFit. You don't have to stick to bodybuilding. You can yeah. use wee bits of each. And that's something that I do with my clients, mate. I use, I take the principles of bodybuilding and I, and I, and I suck out what I like and I, take, and I leave the, the excessive chicken and rice. I leave out the, you know, excessive like weighing every gram of rice. I take out bits of it. Why? Because they are the best at building bodies. I've got clients who want better glutes and shoulders and back. So I take out their their principles like frequency of training, connection, mind to muscle connection, you know, and then CrossFit, I'm like, oh, community vibe. Like I need to take bits of that out. Okay, right. So I've set my semi-private up exactly like that. I'm going to have three clients. They're going to be doing clean and press. They're going to be doing deadlifts. You know, they're going to be doing assisted pull-ups and it might be for time. You know, you asked me that a year ago and I didn't like, you better not be doing stuff for time for your clients. But it just shows you that people listen need to be open to various different methods because one, it gives you more tools. 
And two, you're going to progress better because you have more tools. So training-wise, I'd have told myself, don't, don't just put yourself into one category. Be willing and open to listening to different things. But at the same time, you know, pick one, try it, let it run its course, and then move on. You know, there's too many people just doing live workouts nowadays, and it's just not enough. It's just, it's just, it's going to wreck your head even more because the other 23 hours of the day, you're eating shite, you don't have accountability. So you need to make sure that something plays its course. Um, Nutrition-wise, mate, I would, again, it's pretty similar. I think um, when I first started a bodybuilding-style diet, I hired a coach who was in the gym who was busier than me. He was bigger than me, and I thought, right, I'm going to learn what he's doing. How is he getting busy? How does he treat his clients? I invested. I said, right, teach me. It was very bodybuilder style. It was very restrictive. Uh, you know, it was it was look at you in a Saturday morning to see if you've earned a cheat meal kind of thing. Not healthy at all. Yeah. Uh, but it taught me certain principles. It got me to a shape for a photo shoot. Um, I very quickly, you know, I married into the belief that it had to be not boiled chicken and white rice, but it definitely had to be, you know, structured calories and structured diet. And I probably started implementing that to my clients. And again, that may have been one of the reasons halfway through I nearly packed it in because I was probably had a high churn rate of clients because yeah. again, I wasn't, I wasn't open to different ideas. So nutrition wise, I would say that again, don't marry anyone belief. Uh, you don't have to restrict yourself. Like, I don't know how much more we need to prove it to you. Like results on my page, results on Christian's page. It's like, we, we're proving it to you. You don't have to do it. So stop doing it. Like, it's funny how we, we marry into a quick fix, but we also marry into like, uh, but we don't marry into something that's right in front of us, proof. Like an everyday person, like we're tagging these people in their post. They're real people, go and ask them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But people want the quick fix. So I would, I would advise you to believe in the process that you can actually eat a balanced diet with things you like in it and still get results. I promise you, you can. So that was nutrition. Um, training nutrition and what was it, mindset, mate? Uh, yeah, and mindset. Mindset, um, mate, I think... I'm a big believer in no following bandwagons. It's like, because I feel the same way when it comes to Instagram live videos and live workouts that don't have much context to them because yeah, they're great for jumping on. It's better than nothing. I know that, but so is Weight Watchers. So is Slimming World. But better than nothing isn't always better because it can be better than nothing and you can go down again. And every, th- every time you do something that is misguided, you you your belief in the process is reduced, in my opinion. So, for example, mate, when somebody comes to us and fills a consultation form and they go, I tried Weight Watchers years ago, uh, tried Slimming World, tried Slim Fast, I tried these things and it never worked. I'm just at my wit's end here. And you go, look, well, guess what? You've never tried a coach. So forget all that because it's not the same thing. So, and then we've got the, the next couple of weeks to really make these people believe in the, in the process, but it's a whole different process. So I want people listening to go, whatever you've tried in the past, if it was with a shit trainer, if it was Slimming World, if it was these things that honestly are ground level, you're now with a coach and that's why they're three times the price and four times the price. So don't say that I've tried before because this is a new try. Um, so mindset, I would say that, mate, in terms of bandwagons, just stop following the next popular thing, man. It's just like protect your, protect your focus and protect your energy so that you get advice, you let things run their course, and then, you know, that, that your, your mind is always going to be protected. If you're the next person looking on Instagram, waking up in the morning and going, oh, that's just triggered me. I'm annoyed. I'm going to let my day be ruined by that. That's where, that's the biggest thing for me. When, I, when, you, when you surround and protect your, your input and what you're taking in on a daily basis, which is a lot right now, mate. We're all, we're all taking too much in the new, yeah. given the situation. 
So protect your mind and your energy of what you're taking in. If you look at something and get annoyed by it, take action and go, right, I need to stop that. Don't just let it annoy you. Identify it and, and go forward with it, mate. No, they're absolutely all amazing points, mate. Like, the, sort of going back to them and what you were saying there, the big one on mindset there, like the key word is what you said is tried. People always say, I tried this. And I read a really good post the other day by Lane Norton, and it said, when people say that I tracked my calories and it didn't work, it's not that energy in versus energy out always works, but you incorrectly tried tracking your calories. your calories. And that's the mistake that people make. They go, Oh, that didn't work. And I'm like, no, you didn't make it work. That's it. You didn't make it work. Like every process, but as you said, these bottom tier things like slimming clubs, um, fad diets, they are bottom tier because they're not, there's not a lot of instruction there. There's not a lot of an understanding. It's cheap. It's high volume. And it does, if you, if you follow them, it will work. However, the reason that a lot of people don't follow them is because there's no explanation or further in-depth understanding. So it gives people a bad like experience with it and then the other point you were saying about crossfit mate like that it was a really really good point like you were touching base on like one of the biggest things that i believe that like my success as a coach has been down to my willingness to try different things and i think too many people are too scared to do it and as you said like you shouldn't be a one-trick pony and you can't be a jack of all trades however if you find that happy medium in the middle and you take parts of things and you make it work for you, that's the best thing you can do. But a little interesting fact about CrossFit, do you know that Zumba's got a higher injury rate than CrossFit? Brilliant. Because, Brilliant. But, but no, you're absolutely right, because CrossFit is really, really, I do CrossFit. CrossFit's got really, really high intensity like exercise. It's got advanced lifts. However, the type of person that it attracts tends to fit it. However, if someone's going to it for the wrong reasons for fat loss, like I need to go there because I heard that CrossFit's good for fat loss, they're going to get a shock because you need to yep. be at CrossFit because you want to be there. Yep. And that's it. And whereas like, if you go to the gym for conventional training, like a commercial gym, there's so many different things you can do in there that you're not stuck. Whereas if you go to CrossFit, you have to do the WOD. Like, that is it. And that you have to want to do it. So I think that's, they were really, really good points, mate. Um, so moving on to the next one. Where is it? If I'm just, um, sorry, I just closed that down there. So um, obviously I know that you, I, I seen that you, you spoke about that you help out PTs. For any aspiring PTs, what one golden nugget of information would you tell them if they were listening right now? Ask, just ask me. Ask yeah. people, you know, like, I get messages of PTs quite a lot and, you know, I don't have to answer the question yet. I can wait till I'm good and ready. But do you know what I love about it? They're asking. They're asking for help, mate. Ask. Like, if you you genuinely look at my page and get inspired and go, I love what he's doing in the industry, mate, uh, you get any words of advice, mate? I'm six months into my PT career. What would you suggest I focus my energy on? Mate, brilliant. I love that shit. Like, mate, I, I was mental. I, I did a PT business seminar, right? And I worked in Pure Gym with tw- uh, 18 other PTs. Not one of them came to my business seminar, mate. I was the busiest PT in there by far, right? No blowing my trumpet, mate. I'm just saying I was yards ahead of these PTs and not one of them came to a PT business seminar, mate. See if they were struggling for money. If they just said, look, Chris, uh, do you mind if I tag along, mate? Like, do we do pure gym rates or whatever? I'd be like, mate, come along for free, sit at the back. I don't care. Yeah. But not one of them came along, mate, and that's because PTs have got far too big an ego. Like, it's ridiculous, mate. They think they're 
they think they're the dog's balls, the way they walk onto the gym floor, the way they online they think they're too good to reach out and help people. It's a fallacy, mate. So yeah. I would say ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, but you, you, and the biggest one of all, mate, I know this is a few, but consistency, mate. Like you need to be relentlessly consistent because if you don't be consistent, like why are you saying to your clients how important consistency is if you can't even be consistent with your business? What do I mean by that, mate? I mean post consistently. Yeah. Do the same actions consistently. Like I won't, I won't change certain things, mate, for at least six months to see if I've worked or no. I don't just go, oh, what's the next thing? You know, what's the next thing people are posting? How are they posting? I'm going to copy that. Just be consistent with what your message is. Because when you be consistent, you're going to get people to know you better, like you better, and trust you better. And when they do those three things, mate, they're going to give you money. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Definitely. So, yeah, mate, that's it. So that be man? consistent. Like, you go your walks, mate, and you talk to the camera. Be consistent with that because I know every time I wake up, Christian's going to be on the camera giving valuable wee nuggets and do you know what? When I finally feel shy and I go, I open my phone and I want to invest in a coach, Christian's there talking again and he's actually put a call to action out to say, guys, I'm looking to see if any's want to come on board my new coaching program. And you go, Christian's been there. He kept saying it, he kept saying it, I'm in. Yeah. So these are the things that you need to do as aspiring PTs is look up to people in the industry, follow three or four coaches, PTs, mentors that you really like their core values and their message you kind of like everybody's, you kind of follow everybody's and, and then try and implement them all because they've got different styles. Some people are harsher with sales. Some people will go us like a, a more like softer approach. Some people will be very articulate. So they'll, they'll hit you, they'll really trigger you as a coach and like, the same way we trigger clients. So be prepared for that. Uh, like Lane Norton's amazing, mate. He's like, you follow him with nutrition and you're golden, mate. Like anything he gives out, you're pretty solid in, in terms of where you're going to go with nutrition. So just keep learning for him. Yeah. Uh, Phil Graham's great for just anything he says on his podcast will just make you go, fuck, that's me. Uh, so follow certain guys, find your guy or girl that you go, um, that's the person that I want to listen to. And then reach out and then whatever you do, whatever your battle plan is, just be consistent with it because it's hypocritical to ask your clients to be consistent with training nutrition if you can't even be consistent posting or um, learning. Yeah, no, definitely. I always like, like, I put the pressure on myself for that with my clients because I'm like, I want to lead by example. And like, if I'm showing up every single day, whether that be reading, whether that be talking on my stories, they see that and they see it as like, yeah, like if Christian's just asked me to go out for a walk, look what, if he's out doing that every single day, I'm going to be more committed to doing it. And if it's someone that's like, as you said, it's like once in a blue moon, they're changing their tune. It's, there's no element of consistency there. But I feel like I say consistency maybe like 30 times a day. Like I literally, and, like, and I was talking to one of my clients about this yesterday. I was saying, my content doesn't change. It's always the same message. But what I've realized is you constantly need to reiterate the same message. Yep. You just put it out, not like a different way, like try to like confuse folk. Like just put Aye. it in a different terminology and break it down. But yeah. Because it's no sexy, mate. Consistency is no sexy. No, it's not, man. Unfortunately. But um, yeah, there was a, I think it was Tony Robbins that I was, is that, that's the motivational, uh, I don't know what his actual job title is, man, but he's a very motivational guy. He said, basically, look at the most successful people, look at what they've done to get there, don't copy them, but look at what they've done to get there, as in like, like there's a difference between taking someone's like inspiration from what someone's doing, whether that be walking and talking on the stories every day. Like doing that, like a big part, one person that taught me that was Jamie Alderton. 
I seen that he does that every single day at 6 a.m. And I was like, here, I'm going to do that. I don't copy what he says, but I'm going to do what he's doing. I'm going to show up in my stories every single day and talk because that's I find that effective. And I think there's a difference between that and actually copying someone. Like actually, copy, copy tactics, not technique. That's what I've because I get copied a lot, mate. Like a lot. Um, I have people in Glasgow, and I'll literally screenshot their post and I'll send them, and I'll go, "Oh, that looks familiar, mate." Uh, because it's like, like at the end of the day, mate, we post transformations. We talk to the camera. It's all the same. We're no, we're not reinventing the wheel here. But if you do it in a certain way, in a layout, in a format, mate, it's like, come on. Like there's a there's a difference, but I I love that mate. Definitely, always always in my head is copy the the, the tactic, but not the technique. So, yeah. and that's what that goes for anyone. Like we're like look at someone that like that's done fitness or like someone that's that's maybe where you want to be with their f- physique goals or something they've achieved, and look at what they have done, and you realize it's not groundbreaking. Like see anyone that's lost fat, you realize it's it's maybe been they've implemented a one hour walk every single day. And during that walk, they're listening to podcasts, they're making it easy, they're removing friction. Whereas a lot of people go, what did they do? And they're like, oh, they done this like mad ab thing. And they done it like every single day for 10 days. And that, no, they didn't. They just, they literally, they found something, a happy medium that they were able to be consistent with and enjoy. And they progressed it. That was it. Um, yeah, but moving on to the next question. So, um, where are we? So that one was the, what was that golden nugget? For the PTs, we kind of straight away. Inspiring PTs. Inspiring yeah. PTs one. Yeah, so question number five. What do you think uh, are going to be the biggest changes to the fitness industry post-lockdown? Mate, I think, obviously, you're going to get gyms who are going to adapt some sort of box-style thing where to keep social distancing uh, rules in, in order. But I think there's going to be a massive boom, mate. I think it's going to be January 2.0. I think uh, a lot of people's mental health has suffered during this time. Um, a lot of people have made the most of this situation, but um, it still doesn't feel great to be trapped in four walls because some people's situations are tough. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be a massive boom in terms of people want to get back to gyms, they want to feel physically and mentally better. So in terms of the PTs, it's a great industry to be a part of, mate. It always has been. Um, so be ready for it. Be ready for people needing your help. Uh, and if you're looking to go back to the gyms and you maybe don't know where to start, now's a good time to look at PTs and coaches whose message and values are in line with yours and who's been, who have been consistent in the last 14 weeks, mate. There's a lot of PTs buried their head in the sand and I hope they're all right um, because at the end of the day, they're running a business. But you need, to, you need to keep telling people how you can help them, mate. It's like no like and trust, like I said there. You like make them when the, when the gyms finally open their doors, then they, they want to come to you for help because you've got something that you can offer them. So I can see the industry going really well, mate. I can see, hopefully, if the gyms start easing the distance and stuff so people can get a good experience when they go. But don't go in there without a plan because you're going to go in there. It's going to be restricted. Um, There's going to be hundreds of people touching the keypads and touching the front door. So you're going to be paranoid about that as well. So you need to go in with a plan. Bear in mind as well, look, people have made a lot of good progress from home. And I know you might not be one of these people that like home workouts, but... As coaches, we're proving time and time again that, like Christian said, you can still go a walk in the morning. You can still cook high nutritious foods in the house because you're working for home more. Mate, there's a lot of, you could, for every single thing you argue against, the benefits of it, like you could, you could keep going because 
people are saying, oh, you know, I've been trapped in four walls and it's gone well. Guess what? You finally were able to sort that nutrition thing that you couldn't get to grips with because you were always in work. You're cooking high nutritious meals in the house. You're learning how to cook, which is probably the biggest tool an individual can get for life is the ability to cook and the ability to learn about nutrition. So there's loads of different arguments you can make me. I've got people who started two weeks into lockdown, right? Never been in the gym. They don't, they're thriving, mate. They don't miss the gym because they've never had it. All they know is yeah. nutrition, uh, steps, home workouts, live classes. They don't know the gym. It's yeah. funny that because you get those people who are so reliant on the gym that they now miss it and they go, ah, so, so that thing that you used to do, overtraining just to count a bad, a bad diet or lack of nutritional knowledge, yeah. you're now getting caught up on that. So I would maybe look at that. So I think there's got to be a massive boom, mate. I'm excited for it and so should everybody be. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's absolutely spot on. I think it's been like, in my community, like what I've loved is having that. It's, it's one of the things that's taught me is having that sort of the community element. I had a boot camp before, but I ran it as a secondary element of my business. And now it's turned into the primary element of my business. And I'm going to run with that. And PT is going to be something I do as an additional thing. And the thing of talking to a community is that you can preach to so many people at once. You can do seminars, you can do educational content. And that's what people need. You can do that during PT, but like I give people additional work. But see, to be honest, PT genuinely only works for people that really are committed to the process. Whereas if someone doesn't have as much time, they're not as committed, they would be better suited to being part of a group community mm-hmm. because it's, it's just it's whatever fits the profile of you. But yeah, like it is like a big part is obviously um, people have taken like a lot of people are focusing on negatives during lockdown. But yep. some of the positives has been that people have had the time to do things like look at their nutrition because they've never been able to do it before. And that's one of the things that I've noticed a lot of my long-term clients that they were so busy with uni and work that when that stopped, they were able to, they've been in the position where maybe they've been furloughed. They're not, they're not in a bad position. They've had the time to focus their energy on getting on top of their nutrition because they've never been able to do it. Or mm. like, like me personally, I've been doing live workouts. Like all my workouts are all progressive. It's all like sort of CrossFit style. Um, it's not as we don't do any sort of advanced barbell work. It's all calisthenics and it's all body weight and it's all that sort of stuff. And I've went. I've never ever focused on my core as much as I have. And the development that I've seen in it is something that I'm going to take on the rest of my training time. I'm like, because I've always just been under the sort of the the understanding that like oh I, I train my core enough when I'm doing all my big lifts my big compounds and I do have a strong core but see actually doing all the isolation work that I've been doing every single week consistently I've went Jesus man see the benefits of doing that yeah. like and that like I think the reason one of the reasons that I was always I wasn't against it was because I felt as if it was given into that sort of gym like oh you need to train abs you don't need to train abs but I think it's important to have a nice widespread element throughout your full body. But like yep. it's, I've, I've took so much away from it as well with my own training, not just my business. Aye, totally, mate, honestly. Yeah. So um, moving on to the next one, mate, uh, question number six. What's the first piece of advice you would tell someone that's entering the gym after three to four months of next to no training? Well, if they if they trained previously uh, and they had a logbook and stuff, I would probably, I, would, I wouldn't throw the logbook away, but I would keep it in the cupboard, uh, start a new one. Uh, just call it post-COVID and just start afresh for there because for a lot of people, mate, if you compare, if you think of what happens when you go a two-week holiday and then you come back to lifting, um, 
there is definitely an adjustment period back. Uh, even, you know, weights that you normally have on your back or you push, your wrists are feeling sore. You're like literally like, you can't even do the weight because your, your joints and everything are sore. Yeah. So understand that you're not going to be lifting the weights that you used to lift. You will soon, but uh, that's people who are trained and they know what they're doing. Get a new logbook, uh, start building it up because guess what? The numbers are going to increase, so it's going to be motivating as well because yeah. uh, they're going to increase from week one to week two, week three, week four. But if you never have a logbook, get one. Um, and then, you know, if you get those people who have did, dabbled in the gym, hardly went, it's time for you now no to stop pretending and stop faking stuff. Like, instead of doing your wee lap that you did, you probably, you know, a lot of these people are creatures of habit, mate. So they go in and they, they you know, they fill their water up, they go in the cross trainer for 10 minutes, then they go on the bike for 10 minutes, then they go on the treadmill for 10 minutes, and then they're up the road. So if you want to keep doing that, I guarantee you it probably wasn't working for you in the past. So it's time to refresh it. It's time to, it's time to get a bit more fancier. So get a plan in place. You know, there's a million and one videos out there for trainers putting up how to deadlift, how to squat, save it, study it, go in and try it. Um, even the new home workouts, we've got some, you know, a lot of people have got good kit now. Try it in the house, video it, send it to a PT. Like me, I put up every Thursday, voice note Thursdays. If you've got any questions, ask me about it. You know, any PT worth their salt will ask, answer that question. If you go, hi, Christian, how you doing? I followed you for a while. Love your stuff. Do you mind if you just give me a few points on this deadlift that I send you, if that's all right? You would give them feedback. One, it gets you to connect with somebody. Two, it solves their problems. Happy days. Yeah. So go back to the gym with a plan, mate. Don't just go back like a heedless chicken because it's going to end up a tough place to be. It's going to be in a restricted area. But, you know, you could get your dumbbells, barbells and go in that wee area and set your phone up and crack on. So that's my advice is forget about what you lifted six months, uh, four months ago because you might get disheartened and you might risk injury and you might risk demotivation. Just go back with a new logbook, get your form ready, you know, whatever you've learned in the last 14 weeks to then tackle it, get it ready, get, like implement it. Well, definitely a solid advice, mate. What I would probably add into that as well is I was talking about it in a post I created all day and it's like, people putting all their eggs into one basket, like they put everything on pause during lockdown, which is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I totally get that if that was your, your environment for training, if this full things threw you off, but don't adopt the mindset that things are going to be exactly as they were because they aren't, like, as you said, things are going to be restricted in the gym. You might find that you're going to have to queue for 45 minutes before a peak time session. You might find that you might be even limited to what you are allowed in. You might find that memberships may even increase. So don't put all your eggs in one basket and rely on the gym being exactly what it was because your training is not going to be the same if you haven't trained for three to four months. The gym's not going to be the exact same blueprint as it was before. So what I'm trying to get at is don't be too shocked if you're stepping back into an environment that you thought was your safe place because it's going to be a slightly different environment. That's Love it, mate. Spoiler, that. mate. Spoiler as well, Christian. Like when you go back to the gym, right? There's people who have who have been waiting for the gym, right? They're like, "This is what's going to fix me mentally and physically." But spoiler alert: the same thing that most of us trip up with normally is nutrition, is steps, is, is small wee things that add up. So don't think that the the, the gym's a holy grail because I do feel, mate, that people overestimate how much calories get burned in a training session in the gym. I do feel as well that's one of the elements of CrossFit that, you know, I've had some clients who have done CrossFit in the past and it's a lot of the, they, they train fucking so hard 
that they think their nutrition can, you know, be increased massively when it's yeah. like, well, you know, you are sweating, you are killing it, but it doesn't mean it can cover up bad habits with nutrition that have crept up for years. So Aye. I think that's another thing. People are going to think that the, the gym's going to save their, their fat loss when it's like, no, if you need to still nail nutrition. It doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. Definitely, like it's a, it's a it's a collective, isn't it, of movement, exercise, yeah. and nutrition. But yes, yeah, one of the things I would add to that as well is, like, when people do think about like like what like they're relying, they're placing all their eggs into one basket. Like, I need the gym, I need that, and that's one of the things I've said throughout. Like, if it your goal's fat loss, if it's staying fit, you don't actually need a gym. A gym's just part of the process. And let's say that yeah. you go three times a week. That's only three hours out of hundred and sixty-eight. Like, there's, what are you doing the rest of that? What's your sleep like? What's your nutrition protocols like? What's your recovery like? What's your goals? What, like, if you haven't addressed any of that and you're just waiting on the gym to reopen, like, it is, like, as you said, it's a bit of a spoiler alert. It's like, here, that isn't, like, I'm not saying the gym is, oh, it's going to get you strong, going to get you fit, it's going to get you feeling good. But it isn't the be-all and end-all of making progress. Like you, like your your focus and your your plan is what's going to make progress. Like all the little things, like what you're doing throughout the day. But yeah, definitely they add up. Um, and last part, mate. Um, people are always chatting about the negatives since lockdown. What positives have you taken away from it personally and with your clients? Similar to yourself, mate. I was a uh, when I did one to one. I had one one group chat. It was for fifteen clients that were going to do a photo shoot with me. Uh, that was the only community vibe that I had in my teammate. I was always of the impression that community was watered down coaching. Uh, it was groups of people, boot camp style. How wrong was I, mate? I never even had a Facebook group because I just figured nobody uses Facebook anymore. <laughs> so when we talk about the three C's, like coaching, content, and community, I got to where I am because my results and i.e. my coaching and my content. Uh, but I was missing a massive piece of the puzzle when it came to community. And it got forced upon me. I was like, shit, right, you know, it's Sunday, month lockdown starts tomorrow. Right, I need to get everybody in a, in a Facebook group here where I can do home workouts, get it out to them quick. Um, and all of a sudden, mate, like yourself, bud, it's the strongest part of my business. I have, I have 80 teams strong in my group that are clients only. I've announced that the gym's opening. Every one of them went in there, mate. It's scary. Like, I never, like, I never viewed this as... Like half 10 at night, I'll be sleeping and I'll wake up and somebody's posted and 17 comments, late, comments later for the clients of help this person who struggling hit a protein target. And I'm like, wow, never realized that. But obviously, mate, that's where it's always been there all along, mate. That's where the benefit to slimming more than stuff is the community vibe. It's the peer yeah. accountability. You show up, saying us weighing yourself, you're weighing yourself, and you've got a wee bit of accountability to that person. Um, so it does work. And then CrossFit is just living and breathing embodiment of accountability. Yeah. Um, sorry, community and accountability. Because you go in, you high five, there's your bar, I'll wait for you. It's fucking, it fries me. I've got a client who does two a week with me and then she goes to CrossFit the rest of the time. And it's just perfect, mate. She wants to grow glutes. So CrossFit probably isn't the best situation because it is quite fast paced. There's no, there's no slowing down of the movement. So she does her big stuff in CrossFit and then she comes to me, we target glutes, shoulders and quads in a more bodybuilding style sense and we get the nutrition accountability for me. So biggest lesson I've learned, mate, is that community is best. And even more so, mate, when at a time where people don't feel safe, very the first couple of weeks of lockdown, we needed people around us, mate. We needed like-minded individuals who have got the same struggles, try to progress the same way. So the biggest thing for me has been community. 
Um, and it's like Zoom, mate. We're using Zoom right now. Do you think they feel bad for their sale increase? Yeah, Absolutely not, mate. Absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to sit here and feel bad. I had my best ever financial month last month, mate. I'm not going to sit here and feel bad. Like, I'm, I'm sorry to hear if people lost their jobs and there's, there's, a, there's a global pandemic, but I can only speak for myself in a fitness sense, a fitness business sense, that I have learned a lot from this. And there's people leaving their jobs to start other careers. What does that tell you? Uh, it tells you that we were all probably playing too small. We needed something like this to really kick us up the arse. So I'm not guilty for how this has benefited me because I've been able to help another 30 people uh, change their lives. So how can I feel guilty about that? No, mate, that's the exact same as me, mate. Like it's, I think there has been so much focus on the negatives and I think that it's human nature for people to just draw into negatives. And yep. I don't know if you see my post all day, but it was the first time since lockdown happened that um, I had genuinely been affected by it. And it was... I don't know if people are maybe surprised by that. Like, why is Christian only been affected up until now? And it was a combination of a really busy day, like things going on at home. Like, I lost a few members and stuff, and it was like, there was just all that, and I was just like, what's the point? Like, I just had the for the first moment, and then I, I took a step back and I was like, look at the community that's been built here, um, look at like the results that people are producing. Like, I can like, there's people in my community that. They, they they were they were those people in the gym where they were stuck in limbo. They weren't really like they, they were doing the cross trainer. They would do the random sporadic sessions. They had no nutrition protocols, and I've been able to teach them that. And they have went. I am the most motivated, the most confident I've ever felt in my body because I've been able. And it's because I opened my eyes up and created that community. And I even yeah. had the community in my boot camp. I only had a, a WhatsApp group, and it wasn't until I created that Facebook group where people are sharing things like I've got my clients posting in results, uh, people putting in their fat loss, like achievements. Like I've got clients in one of my, my long-term clients, Hugh, he's the hip replacement. And now he's planning to walk a marathon because a lot of folk are running. So he wants to walk a marathon and there's all, and then people are putting stuff in their achievement. And it is, it's such a, it's, it's such a powerful tool to have. Like it's, uh, it's a powerful tool to have in your belt, man. So that's the biggest thing that I've taken away from it. But again, I had to remind myself, and the reason that I put that post up the other day was to show people that I think as a coach, sometimes people go as if you're on a different scale, as if you, you have like, and I'm very real on my nutrition, on my Facebook. I'll talk about when I'm hungover. I'll talk about Aye. what I've just scanned. I'll talk about like, I'm not motivated for my training. And I put that up there to show folk that I was having an off day. But one of the nicest gestures I had yesterday was one of my clients actually came around and dropped off a present to just at my house to say, look, like, just wanted to let you know that you're always looking out for us. And, Amazing, like, and I was like, wow, man, like, that's so, like, I was so chuffed with that yesterday. So, lockdown for me has been a good thing. Like, I know I, I'm not trying to water it down and say that I understand it's a worldwide pandemic. I understand that there's a lot of bad, but I think a lot of goods came from it too. And I think, like, a lot of folk just trying to adopt that mindset a wee bit more with things. But, um, no, mate, that is everything, unless you want to add anything else in. No, mate, just I totally agree with you on that point there. It just shows you as coaches, uh, you've been reminded there of the impact you're having on people's lives. And I was the same as you, mate. I'm not going to sit here and sing for the heavens about it. Like, there was one day, I was about to hire my girlfriend to work for me. Uh, it was my best ever month in terms of revenue. And I was just sitting one day, Wednesday afternoon, and just I, I just felt like the four walls were closing in on me, and I just felt like in a mad rut. And I was like... 
And I mean, I didn't tell anybody, but I was sitting there going, mate, get a grip of yourself. You've got, you've got 80 clients sitting there. You've got, you're about to hire your girlfriend. You've just had the best month ever during a global pandemic. Like, get a fucking grip of yourself. But it was just, as, as you, like, we're quite spoiled in the modern day that I, I'm used to going out for meals. I'm, like, used to being able to gallivant. And next thing you know, I can't. And it's, so it was just a wee bit of a spoiled moment, mate. So I totally agree with you. And uh, the impact thing has been huge. So... Yeah, I mean, and it's no wonder that, that your client did that for you because as coaches, if we go over and above, it will always prevail and it will always keep you in the straight and narrow to the why you did this for them. Yeah, no, no, and I know. And I really, really appreciated that gesture if you're listening. And I'm not naming anyone of that. But uh, yeah, um, also, um, so just before we finish, mate, is there anything that you would like to add in for your business or that at all? Because I'm all about sharing everything. <laughs> Yeah, mate. No, not at all. Um, obviously, this is Christian's podcast, which I'm sure is going to go from episode 60 to 60. Um, I've got a ton of stuff uh, on my podcast as well, the Glasgow PT podcast. If you're, if you're into Christian's walks in the morning, you're probably going to run out of stuff to listen to very quickly. So head over there. I think we're, in, I think we're actually in episode 60 or 61. Uh, and there's a ton of stuff, not only for during COVID, but for when the gyms open back up, you can really use. Because I think the first six weeks are going back, there's going to be self-comparison issues again. I've got that covered. Gym anxiety is all in there as well. Uh, so, yeah, just, you know, spread the love and go and have a listen to that as well. Because, guys, it's just, going to, it's just going to fill you with more ammunition to, keep your, to protect your energy and to be better at whatever your goal is. So, yeah, mate, I, I really appreciate you having me on, buddy. No, no, I appreciate it as well. Thanks very much for your time. You can find Chris on Instagram and it's the Glasgow PT. So you can get him on there. Just before I shoot, guys, um, make sure if you have listened to the podcast that you screenshot it, get it on your stories, Facebook and Instagram. Tag me in it. Tag Chris in it as well and share it to get the message out there more. A lot of good, valuable content today as well. Also, if anyone is interested in working with me as well, I've got my online training that I am currently offering a three-week trial still. We're still at 50 strong in the community. And I'm also, I'll be looking at reintroducing my boot camp in the coming, I don't know, however long, whenever Nicola says that we can do it. Um, but apart from that, guys, thank you very much. And I shall catch you a bit for the next podcast. See you later.